2: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox.
3: Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this afternoon I really am delighted not only to get John Paul Mason back on the show uh, but also to welcome Morten V. Vecorst and Mark Reaper to a Celtic State of Mind. Welcome to the show guys. How are you doing? Thank you.
4: Thank you and very very well. Thank
3: you. These are both looking great I've got to say and JP and I were talking before we said if you had said to us when we were 15, 16 years of age that we'd be sitting here with two guys who were heroes of that Vim Jansen season. We wouldn't have believed you, but here we are. JP, what was your memories of that campaign?
1: Oh, well, it was my first year at university. So um, my life kind of changed in in many ways in that I was spending time away from home, uh, staying through in Edinburgh and... Uh, Going out a lot and uh, <laughs> enjoying beverages for the first time on a consistent basis, uh, and I met a friend uh, who was very, very already ensconced in Celtic, uh, being uh, Celtic games, Celtic away games in particular. And he took he started taking me to Celtic away games, but prior to that, I'd only been home uh, yeah. Celtic Park. So my my world was opened up and. I'm so glad it was that season that it happened because, you know, I started to see the team in, in places that I'd never seen before. And, uh, you know, places like <laughs> St Johnston away and Dunfermline away were kind of exotic to me at that time. <laughs> 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 there, were, there were climbs that I hadn't really been to before. And uh, it was just great experiencing these stadiums for the first time and seeing such a, a brilliant team come together in that in that season which was obviously so important for the club.
3: Yeah, so important. What was it like Morton in terms of the social aspect that JP's talking about there? Um for you guys, for Henrik, you know, we had some Scandinavian players at the club. Uh was it a case of you you lads would maybe suit yourselves or was it more of a bond with all the Scottish boys being involved in a social circle as well?
5: I think it was, um, there was a great togetherness in the squad. Now, at the beginning of the season, there was quite a a number of new guys coming in, uh, had to settle in socially and on the pitch as well. Uh, But I think there was a a great bond uh, across the the nationalities. There were quite a few nationalities at the time. And Henrik was one of the the Scandinavian boys. Harold was another one. Um, and Mark of course um, I was sort of in between because I had been in Scotland for well since late 92 mm-hmm. um, I started my Scottish career at Dundee, so uh, I I knew the environment and um, I had been at Celtic for a, a couple of years, joined in 95 uh, but I think that, that that squad in 97, 98 um, oh. there was a there was quite a strong bond uh, right from the beginning uh, of that season, and we needed that.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you'd been playing at Dundee. We knew loads about you, Morton. Uh, Mark, you'd been down at West Ham, and we often ask players if they played in English football. What what is that like to then come up to Scotland? What was the big changes that you noticed yourself, Mark?
4: Well, uh, obviously, obviously, there is no doubt about the league is is much more competitive in. Uh, in England, uh, but then again, uh, for me uh, coming from West Ham to Celtic, uh, it was uh, West Ham a big club as well. But but Celtic, that was just massive. It's it's still difficult for for me um, to explain to 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 my Danish friends and 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 uh, people that I know of over here how how big a club uh, uh, Celtic uh, actually are. Uh, it's it's really really uh, massive, and, and you don't. Uh, really get to know it before you're there, and 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 even when you get there, it's still uh, difficult to to comprehend that that uh, people are so passionate about the uh, the club and and all the society and uh, the charities uh, surrounding the club. And so so for me, it was a uh, it was just a great experience to to come up there and and, and meet a lot of uh, great guys and 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 speak to the fans and. And the people in Scotland, we, we loved uh, being up there. So so it was really nice for for me to and and my family as well to to get to 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 Glasgow. And 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 uh, more said about the the team. I think it was it was a great mixture of of a uh, of a base that was primarily Scottish, and 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 then there's a, a primarily as well Scandinavians coming in, and and we sort of. Connect really well because everybody in the Scandinavian, they know uh, not just English language but but they can speak German as well and 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 some French and some uh, uh, Spanish so so we we connect really well with uh, a lot of uh, of the guys who, who were there already and, and and it was really easy for me to to bond into uh, to this club and and then I think the t- togetherness. Uh, with the players uh, that season it was just phenomenal um, we bonded really well and uh, we hung out after the after the training we hung out after the games and uh, went went for a beer now and then and um, it was really good and the, and the 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 girlfriends and and wives they they hung on hung up, hung out as well uh, so everything sort of gelled and um, obviously the result they were pretty important, uh, and we knew all about uh, 9 and 10 and uh, and these numbers, uh, um, and, and uh, that was obviously important for for, for us as well, to, to, to stop that uh, road that the uh, Rangers were in.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's one thing about Celtic, um, and I don't know what it's like with other clubs that you you've played for, but we never forget. We never forget our, our honours, or successes, or heroes. And 25 years on from that season, there is going to be a celebration. There's a tribute night in Glasgow on the 12th of May, where you guys are going to get together with some of your your teammates from the 97 98 campaign to pay tribute to the success of that team, but also to the dearly departed Vim Jansen. That's going to be happening in May the 12th at the Armadillo. And the tickets for that event are underneath this video. We've been talking to some of your teammates uh, about that campaign. Morten, I'm going to come to you first. You were already at Celtic when Vim Jansen joined the club. What was your first impressions of him? Uh,
5: very knowledgeable of the game, very laid back. And I think that was a pretty uh, important uh, factor in... In the in the the way things were going to pan out for the season, that Wim, of course, with the support of Murdo as as his assistant, um, Wim was an outsider. He didn't have any um, you know history um, of Scottish football. He had Murdo to support him with Murdo's knowledge of the Scottish game, but there, there was going to be so much pressure uh, on uh, from the beginning of the season uh, in 97, 98, that I think it was. Um, it was, it was a strength uh, that Wim hadn't had any previous ex- experience of the, the Scottish game. Mm-hmm. He was he was laid back. He was still uh, you know, strong in his views on the game. Uh, we, we felt that right from the beginning. Obviously, being Dutch, most Dutch people have a, an opinion of, of the game. And and it was the same with Wim. Um, he remained calm. We, we had a, a couple of dodgy results. Um, at the beginning of the season, lost the first two uh, games of the league campaign, Uh, but he remained calm and he slowly gelled the team together. He had an eye for uh, putting players together uh, and relations. So it was, um, that was my, my first impressions were were very good, but I also knew that Precious was going to, was going to build, as Mark mentioned, and, I think we, the players, the coaches, the the manager got reminded regularly that how important that season, um, how that season was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. We had to had to stop the tin. Oh,
3: for sure. As a fan, JP and I it would have been brought up with the stories of the original nine-in-a-row team that played for Celtic. And, of course, we then found ourselves as supporters in the middle of a, a run by Rangers that were, you know, went on to equal that nine-in-a-row. JP, I'm going to ask you about your emotions in that season. Everything was a bit nervy. There was a, a real anxiety and apprehension from the Terraces, wasn't there?
1: Big time. If ever there was a season where you were waiting or listening to the other... Uh, team's game on the radio at games in particular it was just you were always looking to somebody nearby to be like what's the score from wherever ground they were playing because it was that tight Um, but just going back to to Martin, you obviously were there before um, Vim Jansen came in and you kind of experienced I suppose as a player the kind of heartbreak that we felt as a fan in those two years before winning the league because I mean that was the league, the league cup victory would have been your first trophy at Celtic, right? Um, yeah, that's right. because like it had just been two seasons of of kind of despair, you know, watching Rangers win nine in a row, and um, I'm sure they probably won a treble in there somewhere along the lines as well. So, like for someone like yourself to have experienced that, but then, but then to be there in the season where we triumphed those players like Peter Grant and Paul McStay who had been through that and didn't get to experience that. So I think for guys like yourself, it was extra special um, that, that that season. Definitely. Uh, I felt it firsthand and I felt so sorry
5: for the the likes of uh, Paul McStay, Peter Grant, who were so Celtic through and through. Tommy Burns, who signed me, yeah. Um, yeah. he was so passionate about the club. We played some fantastic football uh, from well the season ninety ninety five ninety six especially uh as i remember we we only got beat once or something like that, but we still ended up second in the league uh it was it was it was so hard and you know the the, the players you mentioned there and and i include to tommy burns and um, absolutely just felt so sorry for for the guys um that we couldn't we didn't manage to to win the league so when we finally won it and stop the ten in a row. The relief was was massive, and and I remember thinking at the time, yes, we've won it. Uh, and maybe Paul McStay wasn't there. Peter Grant was there at the beginning of the season. Um, Tommy Burns wasn't there um, as a manager, um, but they were still part of it. Uh, they had been part of the, the build up to to that league campaign ninety seven ninety eight. Um, they were just unlucky that we didn't win it before um, ninety eight. Yeah. Mark, you, your situation, your experience would
3: have been a slightly different one from Morton's, who knew about the eight and the nine, and, and you have came into the cauldron. Um, how did you first hear that Wim Jansen and Celtic were interested in signing you? What was the first contact?
4: Well, I think uh, I think we were a few games into the season in the Premier League already, and uh, and, and the, the sort of interest started uh, coming up. I think we've played, yeah, Three or four games uh, f- with West Ham, and uh, uh, then suddenly it, it just went really, really quickly. Uh, I think uh, over a few days uh, um, the deal got sorted, and and I think I, I arrived uh, sort of Friday, the the twelfth September, something like that, and um, and and I had to play already uh, the following day uh, away to Motherwell, and and. And know, knowing that, I think we'd lost the first two games of the season, and and I think the book is they'd already paid out uh, for Rangers being uh, being the champions that year. So, yeah, so it, it was really, uh, I think I think it was it was a uh, it was a tough call. Uh, it was not tough for me to to, to sign up with Celtic because uh, I loved every minute of that. But but I think for the players who who been Part of, of of not winning for nine nine years uh, in a row and and then um, having lost the first two games of the season and 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 the boogies paid out for, for for Rangers being champion uh, already uh, it was it was it was hard and 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 I, I I could feel that that the the tension was was there both uh, with the players and 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 obviously the staff as well. Uh, Vim uh, was, was quite calm. Uh, Murdo, he knew all about the uh, uh, the situation, and, and but but we went on a on a really good run uh, afterwards, and, and 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 obviously the cup the cup final uh, win, the league cup sort of gave us a bit of momentum, um, and and I don't think it was the greatest season. In, in terms of of results uh, that Celtic have ever played, but uh, obviously at the end uh, it counted more that 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 we had two points more than than Rangers uh, when we finished, and 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 that was I, I can just say for for myself, I've never felt so fatigued in in, in my life uh, after after the last game. Um, we were I think we were all nagged and really really happy, but the the tension and the pressure for us. As as foreigners were, were were big, but but for the for the homegrown uh, uh, Celtic players, I think it was it was just unreal. Um, I remember a few of the players uh, uh, puking before uh, some of the games, uh, just because they were they were nervous, and and it, it, you could feel that it was it was really really special for for a lot of the homegrown uh, talents. We we played Morten and I we've played the. Uh, um, Big games for Denmark, uh, European uh, finals and, and and World Cup. Uh, it, it, we played just as big games as you get up up in in Glasgow, but but for the homegrown uh, players, it was it was unbelievable. I think the the pressure they won.
3: Yeah, it's interesting to hear all that from a fan's perspective because you have this impression as a fan, JP, that footballers are just finely tuned athletes. The like, you know machines and they go in and they play these games but to hear about the nerves and and people puking up before the game I find that really uh interesting and insightful Um uh, Morton you mentioned Murdo McLeod earlier and I think it's important to mention someone like Murdo because you know he was a real link to the club he must have been a brilliant support to someone like Vim Janssen coming in uh Wim obviously had made his name with Feyenoord and, and the Dutch national team but he'd been managing over in, in Japan as well, with no real link to Celtic, uh, other than the fact that his final team beat us in the European Cup final in 1970. But how how important was Murdo as a support mechanism for them?
5: I think very important, just to um, as support for for them, as you say. Um, he had a, a knowledge of the Scottish game, uh, knowledge uh, from his own playing career, um, his international career, and uh, I would have thought that he. Um, was able to guide uh, Wim uh, through some situations that um, Wim didn't know about. Um, obviously, Wim had his own experiences and 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 knowledge. But I think going into a, a league, an unknown league, uh, there will be as a coach, as a manager, there will be some things that you need um, uh, you need you need to make the support. And I think Murdo gave Wim that. Uh, Murder was great on the training ground as well. Uh taking uh some of the sessions and just basically they were a good mix, a good good pair. Um, so he had um he's got a a great share of that um, that season 97 98 and we now I know your question was about murder but we we've not really talked about the fans. The fans were were amazing um that season. We have to we have to realize um Martin and myself, being foreigners, we, we we quickly found out, you know, the history of of of, of the club and and how much the support means. Uh, uh, and I can only I can only try to uh, to 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 um, to think how how much tension the the fans would have felt that season, and um, with the 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 nine in a row record on on at stake. So, but the 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 support of the fans were amazing. Um, Absolutely fantastic! It's it's going to be great on, on May twelfth to to try and you know, get as many as long as possible and 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 celebrate this together. I can't believe it's been twenty five years. By the way, <laughs> <It's incredible. laughs> that is incredible.
3: Mark, we were talking just before we went on live that you were talking about um, you know the fact that you had played uh, with some great players particularly in the Danish national team. And there's this massive conversation up in Scotland about uh, the greatest import in Scottish football. You, you guys played with um, Henrik Larsson in the hoops of Celtic, of course. But um, sometimes part of that argument is uh, one of the Loudrip brothers. I know that uh, obviously Michael and Brian were fantastic players. Mm-hmm. Um, but where do you rate Henrik, Mark? Where do you rate him uh, alongside the players you've played with?
4: Uh, well, he's he's uh, right at the top, I think. Um, sorry about that. Um, no, okay. Henrik, <laughs> eh? Brian, Brian Loudrock's <laughs> on the phone.
1: Henrik, <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, makes uh, yes, <laughs> no, no, uh,
4: he's right, he's right at the top. Um, uh, that, that was Brian, yeah, <laughs> he, was not, he, 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 he didn't agree. No, um, now, now he, he obviously, obviously, Henrik, Henrik as a team player, I think. More more than um, both Michael and, and and Brian, they had unbelievable skills. Uh, prob- probably more more skillful than than Henrik as well. But Henrik uh, uh, in uh, to all the teams he's played for. is working unbelievable hard, and um, and then he's he, he just got everything to gel at uh, at Celtic. Uh, we came uh, in the same season, and uh, and we spend a lot of time together, both with the uh, Families and 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 uh, and Henrik and, and and myself and Morten, obviously as well, and he was just such a nice guy and uh, and, uh, and 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 but and he scored the goals and the work rate he put into the to every game that was that was just unbelievable. And I don't think people really understand that. Uh, obviously, he scores the goal and he he he, uh, he got a lot of. Uh, uh, attention in, in in that sense but but uh, he was he was just much more than that uh, uh, both in the dressing room and and uh, and um, his work road, work rate uh, training and, and and in the games it was phenomenal so so he's he's right at the top uh, uh, and 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 well he could he could uh, change games uh, almost by himself uh, and 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 yeah great player well,
3: Super. you know that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Morten, you had, you had played alongside some brilliant imports from the likes of Pierre van Hooydonk to Paolo Di Canio and, and George Cadet. What was different about Henrik Larsson? do you think, Morten?
2: I
5: think Mark said it uh, so well um, already that he's Henrik was more of a team player. Pierre and George Paolo were great individuals, um, but I don't think they had the same commitment, um, not quite the same commitment as Henrik, um, in terms of, of working hard for the team when the team wasn't in possession of the ball. Um, and I don't think any, with all respect, because they were they were great players in their own right, but uh, Henrik was just amazing in terms of scoring goals. He, he he could score in so many different ways. he You know, you couldn't hold him down. He was he was in he scored with his head um, both feet thighs shoulders mm-hmm. uh, chest whatever uh, he was so uh, so much in command when he got close to the goal and he knew that he could turn the game as Mark said he could turn the game in a split second and um, scoring a goal out of nothing and he had he actually had that a great eye for attacking spaces as well um, and I think that was one of his great strengths. You know, he, he it, it looks seasoned when thing, when when players like Henrik scores their their goals, but they have a knack of of attacking the the free spaces at the right time, and um, so it made it easier for me as a midfielder, for instance, to 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 attack the, the spaces with the ball, and then you knew Henrik was gonna he was gonna turn up, and he had the the technical skills to to finish it off. Uh, but first and foremost, I think Mark. Um, Nailed it. He's, he 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 was such a big team player, um, even though he was such a big star.
3: Mm-hmm. No, that's great to hear. And
5: obviously, he's a hero of
3: ours. And that jersey over JP's shoulder reminds me of various players. Morten Vikorst, you're one of them, um, but Henrik Larson as well, wearing that jersey with the dreadlocks. It was a great sight. Now... <laughs>
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Believe that. Where's Martin
4: Vicos? I'll see if I can fit fit him into mine as well. (laughs) No, obviously, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited about that. He's played played, uh, with some big, big games, uh, uh, big guns, uh, um, but, but yeah, well, well, we just uh, got on really well, and uh, and uh, um, yeah, yeah peace with that obviously
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> he scored with his first touch of the ball like and the guy is unbelievable oh, brilliant. genius
3: a genius yes. um, you know, we, we talked quite a lot about the sign uh, that came in, but he, here's something for you. When Mark Reaper joined the team, uh, Morton, we went on a, an 11-game unbeaten run. Now, that, that did include the European games against Liverpool that Mark was ineligible for. Um, but during those games, Morton, I think as a fan, we've seen you know, the team coming up against quality opposition. We didn't get beat. We got knocked out away goals. It was none each and 2-2. Two, two. Was there a belief within the squad, Morton, um, after those two performances that you did have what it takes to go on and, and win that league?
5: Definitely. I think so. We had we had great players. The team was beginning to gel. Went on an unbeaten run. Um, and we competed well against Liverpool. Um, I thought we should have won over oh, the two. Um I think we, we, um, we had a penalty appeal turned down uh, at Anfield. Um, so we were a little bit unlucky, but th- there was a, a genuine belief that we could go on and, and um, do the most important thing of that season, and that was winning the league, obviously. Um, and, um, so, yeah, uh, the answer is yes, definitely.
3: You know, Mark, you, you come in and very quickly you play two games against Rangers, home and away. Um, and obviously this is a, a massive derby that is renowned all over the the football world. Mark, how, how did you find it in terms of a spectacle when you we came came up from England? Uh, was it everything you expected?
4: Uh, yes, it was. Uh, as I said before, I think it was it was in one of them games where I saw quite a few of our our players uh, get physically sick before the game, uh, and and that sort of. Made a big impression uh, uh, that 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 you could well everybody could get excited about a football game and get nervous and 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 but but this was so much more than than football. Uh, it was uh, it was the uh, the biggest passion uh, uh, both the players but the 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 fans as well and and for me as a as a Dane and more as well and Henrik well. We, we sort of we'd lost games before that with the national team and but the the the, the homegrown uh, Celtic players they could just not afford to lose them games uh, and they knew what was at stake uh, more than we probably did um, with with the ten in a row so so it was just so so important for them that that uh, that we did well against the Rangers obviously because that was a. A, a big part of uh, of winning the 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 league, but uh, massive massive games for the fans as well. It 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 uh, it just sort of um, made made the next three four weeks uh, uh, of 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 the living in Glasgow because you had to hear uh, from from. The, the the opposite side of the of the town uh, how how bad you were playing and all that so so it was really really uh, important games uh, and and yeah um i think I, I still think it's the it's one of the biggest games in in in, uh, in world world football um we are, um we're talking uh, up, up uh, with the madrid uh, barca games and 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 then again i think because of the religion and and all the 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 troubles uh, that that you would experienced, um, I think I think it's it's really really big uh, the game and 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 yeah, it's 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 hard for me to 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 mention a, a bigger game in, in world uh, football.
3: Well, this week obviously we've got the big game on Sunday, and it's um, at the forefront of our thoughts twenty four hours uh, a day leading up to that game. But we do have a question. I'm going to throw this one to you, Martin. You'll be able to to maybe answer this one. William O'Toole is asking how you prepared for big games when you wore the hoops. What I would like to know is, was there a difference in preparation for the big games between Tommy Burns and Wim Jansen?
5: Um, overall, no. It, it, as a player, you, you you knew the importance of, of the games against the, especially the Rangers and the old terms. Um I think for both managers, it was... A question of trying to calm things. Uh, I think it was a bit easier for Wim because he didn't have any luggage. He he came in um, um, as a Dutchman, um, probably haven't been told the importance of the game. But for someone like Tommy Burns, born and bred in Glasgow, uh, Celtic through and through, um, it was so emotional, so passionate. Um, that it was probably a bit more difficult for, for someone like Tommy to, to uh, you know, try and keep things calm. He did try. Um, but I think to, to get a, an easy build-up, um, it's to try and find a balance between knowing the importance of the game, knowing that you have to, to perform on the day to get the, the win, uh, but also to keep things nice and calm, and relaxed, leading up to the game. I remember when I first joined Celtic, we went to Seamill And that was a bit of a, a change of scenery because we didn't, at that time, we didn't go away before uh, before any league games, apart from the, the old firm games. Uh, we went down to Seamill to at the coast. Um, and that was a bit special. So you knew something
3: special was coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big game on Sunday, of course. And that... That League Cup final of 1997, uh, we we beat Dundee United 3-0. And the goal that opened the scoring, of course, was Mark Reaper. Um, Talk us through that, Mark. I mean, obviously, we went on to win 3-0 and it done wonders for our entire campaign. But talk us through that moment where you opened the scoring against Dundee United.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet.
4: It was always nice to score a goal. I didn't. I didn't do a lot of them. I uh, make a lot of them through my career. Uh, I made some important ones, but um, this was obviously special for for the whole uh, team and for Celtic uh, as a club because it sort of it took a little bit of weight off our shoulders be- mm-hmm. because we had the the one probably the lesser one, but but we had a trophy already then. Um, and it boosted sort of our confidence for 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 the remainder of the season, and obviously um, pleased for for myself to to score the goal, uh, the one minute goal goal. But but I've never been the player that that sort of I took more pride in uh, in in the opponents not. Uh, scoring goals. So so for me, it was just a bonus, and I was just as happy when, when Henrik or Morten or someone else scored the goal. Uh, but obviously, a cup final, scoring, winning, um, a good experience, yeah. Yeah. Great and the goal, though. Sorry? It was a great cross. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a, a miss, miss hit from a uh, uh, winger or something like that. <laughs>
3: Brilliant. I remember, Morton, that was
4: I remember your... it, more it, it, was, it, was, it was a good cross.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice assist. Nice assist. And that was your second League Cup final, wasn't it, Morton? I mean, um, how big a, a part did that play and the, what was to come? And I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it from Angie's perspective last season and also this season. What does that do for the momentum?
5: I think for that particular season, uh, as Mark mentions, that gave us even more belief that we could go and win the, the big one at the end of the season. Um, it was a, a kind of mid-season event, uh, the first trophy of the season to be won. So it was uh, definitely a boost uh, for team morale and um, the belief that we could. here's here's a team that can win trophies. Um, so it's um it's a it's a nice thing that league league cup uh, mid-season. There's something there to to compete for a trophy to be won um, early days, um, and it gives a boost definitely, uh, as you say. I'd, I've been in a in a league cup final uh, before, and um, it's definitely uh, uh, it's definitely nice to be on the winning side. Not so nice to to lose cup final. So um, great boost uh, in the ninety seven ninety eight season.
3: For sure. I mean, I'm looking at Sunday, JP. What's your thoughts on Sunday? Before I ask Morton and Mark uh, for a bold prediction, what's your thoughts?
1: Oh, I'm not, no, no predictions coming from me. But I, I just wanted to. <coughs> talk about that League Cup final briefly and it, I think the significance is maybe lost in the fact that it was at Ibrox the fact we won it at Ibrox mm. the fact that my first League Cup final was the 94 Wraith Rovers League Cup final and I went there with my dad and obviously left in complete, complete and utter despair <laughs> at what happened but that's football isn't it but uh, so to win the League Cup that season was it did feel like it was like wait a minute we we of It was like somebody taking the sort of uh, breaks off us. We hadn't won anything really since '95, the energy Cup final, and even that was a total anomaly because prior to that we hadn't won anything for well, '89, '89, six years, yeah. Yeah. So like we we hardly won any trophies. So to win it and win it so emphatically, Heather in off the post to get us off the mark from Mark Reaper unbelievable feeling I, I didn't have a ticket for that game I was in the, the Hoops bar in the Gallagate I remember it very very well my mate tried his best to get me a ticket but they were absolute gold dust as they yeah. are for Sunday by the way they're, they're total gold dust for Sunday I, I got on the second ballot very luckily through Celtic so I found myself fortunate for that but I, by the time my friend came and met me in the pub after the game I'd been drinking since about one o'clock <laughs> so <laughs> I I was I was full of festive spirit by that point, and uh, I can remember us getting the train back to Edinburgh, and we got this is before they stopped you drinking on the train, so we got like a bag of cans for the train. I just remember singing Celtic songs all the way back in the train to Edinburgh, thanks to your good selves. So thank you Ah, for sure, (laughs) Uh, Morton.
3: Will you get a chance to watch the game on Sunday, Morton?
1: Uh, yes, I'll def-
5: definitely make an effort. Um, uh, I'm watching a lot of food, good football games these days. I have to uh, through my job, but um, I'll make make sure I, I watch the one on Sunday. I should find a channel that broadcasts it over here. Yeah. Um, it's going to be uh, it's a spe- it's always a special game. Cup finals are special. and uh, A Celtic Rangers cup final is 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 big. Um, so it'll be interesting. I am. Um, I don't get to watch all the the Celtic games these days, but uh, as many as I can, and um, I'll be looking forward to the one on on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, JP, myself, and many other
3: Celtic fans have been uh, so impressed with Matt O'Reilly, you know, since he came to Celtic just over a year ago. And obviously, he's got the underaged um, international caps, um, and, you know, we'll keep an eye on the Danish squad as a result of that, Morten. I mean, how well is he doing? I know that uh, you're involved with the national team um, and you'll be keeping an eye on him. How impressed have you been since he came to Celtic?
5: Matt's done very well. And I actually came across to see him with the uh, then uh, under-21 manager of Denmark, Jesper Sorensen. Um, came to see him in, well, at the end of last year. Spoke to him um, and he's he's a, a very uh, ambitious uh, young player who's done amazingly well since joining Celtic. Um, recently, he's been a bit in and out of the team, but that's I, I expect him to be back in. He's 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 a, a, a very good player, and he's he's one he's one that we are keeping tabs on. He's definitely on on the radar. Um, so uh, we'll wait and see what the the future holds. Um, skillful player, you can see. Uh, he sees a pass. Um, he can play in tight spaces, and he 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 likes to get into the box and score goals as well, uh, which is important for for a midfielder of uh, of his kind. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. There's there's big competition for for places to get into the the Denmark setup, but um, he's uh, he's one that we are following.
3: Yeah, no, it's great to hear. Um, Mark, will you get a chance to watch the game on Sunday?
4: Yeah, we'll 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 uh, we'll watch it. Uh, I, I'm not sure if uh, if I'll be down uh, from the from the slope, uh, ah. but I'll I'll I'll, def, I'll definitely get the highlights. Uh, I'm, I'm going ski I'm going skiing in Austria now, so uh, so we'll from tomorrow and uh, the next couple of days we'll be we'll be in the Austria skiing. So, but I'll 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 watch and follow it uh, as I as I always do. Uh, it's it's not it's not the easiest to to get all the 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 games from the from the Scottish. Uh, uh, league in Denmark but uh, but when uh, Celtic uh, and, and especially Celtic Rangers are playing it, it's normally always uh, on so so we'll get a chance to watch it as well always Brilliant.
3: great. Superb Paul Byrne actually comes in to ask about um, you know Angie's style of play and how it's viewed in other European countries Mark I'll ask yourself that question how impressed have you been since Ange Poster came over? He's been a revelation at Celtic
4: yeah, I think I think uh, he's playing the way uh, that that the Celtic fans want to 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 watch football. Uh, it's uh, it's attack attacking and uh, possession and uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's great great and I think he's he's been uh, impressive and uh, he's he's got some uh, some big shoes to to follow as well. So it's it's, it's been really good.
3: You know, the thing we were talking about earlier, Morton, is the fact that you had the experience as a Celtic player under Tommy um, and we had come up against a very strong Rangers side. But there was a moment, and I don't know if you agree with this, JP, where the real belief um, came to me on the 2nd of January '98, where we beat Rangers and uh, the goals were scored by Craig Burley and Paul Lambert. Uh, two new signings, a Champions League winner and, and an international player in, in Um How big was that game, Morton? Um, and coming away from that with a two nothing win, with new guys contributing, um, it seemed as a fan that was massive in terms of the momentum
5: swing. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, it, it 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 meant so much to to the team and the fans uh, coming away with that two nil win. Um, on the day uh, two great goals as I remember them especially Lambos um, absolute cracker um, so it meant the world to us that we 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 um, we managed to get the win over the over the, the biggest rivals and we knew uh, psych- psychologically that would um, that would mean a lot for the, the rest of the season uh, we sent a message to um, and we have to remember Rangers had a strong side that season as well, so it was always going to be tight. So to win the to win against uh, to win the game uh, against them on that day uh, was significant. Uh, we all knew that, and then they knew it. Oh, for sure. There's, there's a few games that we've got to
3: speak about. We've got to speak about the Dunfermline game, the St. Johnson game. Uh, but just a reminder to everybody tuning in uh, that the heroes of the 98 title winning side will be paying tribute to Vim Jansen on the 12th of May. It's at the Armadillo. And if you wish to come along, the ticket link is underneath this video. We've got actually a competition running where you could win a pair of tickets for that particular event. All you need to do is subscribe to the channel and we'll be announcing them very, very soon. Um, East End Park, JP, uh, talking about anxiety, talking about uh, concern and worry and all these other emotions. That was a a massive day uh, as a Celtic fan, wasn't
1: it? It certainly was. It was one of those games where, again, you couldn't get a ticket for love nor money there, where they were in short supply. People were offering arms and limbs for tickets for that game because everyone thought that, that was the day we were going to potentially do it. And I, uh, I watched the game with my dad in, in the house and we were sitting there at 1-0 and I knew there would be a party of all parties in Glasgow if, if we were to do it. So I made the terrible error of putting my jacket on and my dad said, I'll drive you through to Glasgow if, you know, if it happens. So I'm sitting with my jacket on. 88th minute, Craig Falkenbridge jumps up, glancing header, Simon Donnelly in tears, probably thinking this is me getting written into Celtic folklore. And then an equaliser just ended it all. So swiftly took my jacket off and just sort of went into a quiet, dark room for a hour or two because it was, uh, I, I was a little bit worried at that point, I have to say.
3: Yeah, I've often wondered, Mark, the six days between the Dunfermline game, which ended 1-1, and then the St. Johnson game, what does a manager do to try and just keep everybody calm for the big game at Celtic Park? I mean, what was that week like for you guys?
4: Oh, uh, it was a long week, uh, for sure. Uh, I think Vim, Vim handled it uh, really, really well. He was he was always calm uh, right through the season. Um and uh, um, Murdo, he was more like a, a fiery type. Uh, he um, he was the guy who sort of, of, of got the spirit up in the in the dressing room, uh, amongst with the, a lot of the other boys. But uh, but Vim was really really calm and and uh, never really. Uh, I think I think he was really tough to to uh, sort of get out of control. Wim um, uh, was. Um, he he looked calm. Let me say it that way because he he definitely felt the pressure as well. Uh, and and uh, and I think the week up to 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 the last game, you could you could really feel the, the especially the the Celtic homegrown players. They were, uh, they were they were sick from anxiety <laughs> and and. and, and yeah, if 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 we'd lost it uh, in the in the last uh, game of the season, uh, I don't think anyone could have could have gone into to to Celtic uh, and, and Glasgow again. Uh, that would have been terrible for for everybody, especially the the homegrown boys, uh, uh, us foreigners. We had we knew we had a we had a place we could we could uh, get away to, uh, but. Um, the, the the guys uh, who, who who lives in and uh, have their lives in, in, in Glasgow they would have they would have uh, had had troubles right the rest of their lives so um, yeah it was it, it was it was, uh, it was just massive and and you could feel the tension from from everybody uh, and yeah. and obviously it was it was really nice when the result finally got in uh, on, on the last day.
3: Yeah, it's great looking back, Morton, but I just remember that week being very stressful. You mentioned earlier that Vim had a calmness about him. Um, how how critical was that? Because as Mark says, you've got guys like Jackie McNamara, Simon Donnelly, Tom Boyd, the homegrown guys that, you know, this means the world to. Um, was Wim very good that week and, and just keeping everybody on an even keel?
5: He was amazing, uh, just like uh, Mark says. To be honest, me personally, I, I can't remember that week. The only thing I can remember is the longest week ever. And I remember thinking after the Dunfermline game, can we just please play tomorrow? We want to, to play that game straight away mm-hmm. against St. Johnston to get to get this sorted. Uh, but the, the, the days were just long. Uh, but I can't remember it. Basically, I, I, what I can remember is the, the, the game against St. Johnston when we wrapped it up and uh, getting in front pretty early in the game uh, through Henrik Strike and uh, Harold uh, wrapping things up at the end. Uh, I also remember a few nervy moments where I think St Johnston hit the bar mm-hmm. uh, at one nil, um, but uh, what a relief at the end and um, just felt um so happy for everyone. Just like I mentioned earlier, that the old guys that, that or the even the, the players like Tommy Stay, Peter Grant, uh, all the homegrown boys, because the, the pressure was immense, uh, and for all the fans, I remember the fans just jumping about, some were crying, a lot of people were crying and the, the rest were just dancing and, and jumping on top of each other. Amazing scenes.
3: Yeah, it was. You know, looking back again, I, I think that, yeah, Larson, he he settled the nerves quite a bit that day, but I, I felt good for Harold Brattback because he answered quite a lot of critics, Morton. He had been a, a, a guy who had been on the end of a lot of criticism.
5: Was it important for you as a team that, that Harold got a, a moment in the sun? I think so. Um, as you say Harold's been under uh, criticism he i mean he to get that goal for him was was great Um uh, oh. but again Harold was a team player he never he never complained but he was he was being at times he was he been unfairly treated uh in the in the in the press um but so to get that goal was was great great for Harold um he was a team player and um it must have been great relief. And he's he's gone down as a legend there. Um, score that winner. It must have been nice for him personally. Yeah, for sure. Now, JP
3: and I are both massive music fans and we know what the reference is uh, to. But Smell the Glove became a big thing, Mark. Um, you must have just been getting used to the Glasgow humour <laughs> and wondering yourself, what on earth was this Smell the Glove? I mean, what was your memories of that?
4: Yeah, I, I think it was Tosh Tush McKinley who suddenly... Uh, uh, came off with uh, on with the T T, t- T-shirts uh, with uh, with a Smell of the Glove uh, sign on and and uh, to this day I still don't know what it uh, what it means I think uh, so so but but it but it got a lot of uh, attention uh, and and as as, as Martin said until Harold uh, scored that that goal uh, we could feel on the park uh, every time someone made a a little bit uh, of a mistake. Uh, the fans were mumbling, and uh, you could hear the tension. Uh, uh, almost the silence—you could hear that as well. When when uh, uh, it, it was it was it was sort of it was a really really nice game to, to play, but but on the other hand, it was an awful game to play as well because you you uh, you knew what it uh, meant to a lot of people, and uh, and uh, and when Harold scored the goal. Uh, I think we could enjoy the last. I think was it another ten or fifteen minutes to go uh, of the game. We could enjoy uh, the last bit of it, uh, but until until Harold scored the goal, and and that just shows us how how important uh, that goal was. Uh, before that, I don't think anyone enjoyed playing the game. Um, but the last uh, ten or fifteen minutes, uh, we, we we really could enjoy, and I think the fans could enjoy it as well uh because before that it was just pure tension and and we mm-hmm. didn't play well so um uh on, until that and and as Morton said i think uh, st Johnston hit the bar and uh there was a lot of tension um but but it was really really nice and and i think it's probably the, after the game it's probably the most that that dude that i have ever felt a sort of a relief uh, and i've played some really big games uh, with the national team as well but that was uh, just pure relief uh and and you just felt so so tired uh because the week up till till the st Johnston game there was just a massive build up and and you you knew what it what it meant to well millions and millions of uh, of celtic fans around the world so so it was just big and and uh, a lot of uh Tension got off our shoulders and, and a lot of relief uh, for, for, for holding the trophy at the end. Yeah, I mean,
3: 25 years later, JP, we're still talking about it. We're celebrating that victory. And uh, the guys are going to get back together in May for a tribute evening to so I'm going to leave the last question for you, JP. You can throw it out to the guys who have given us 50 minutes of their time today. And we've got to really thank you for that. So over to you, JP.
1: I mean, this has just flown in and... Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. Um, Before I ask a question, I just wanted to mention another game that took place that season that was pretty significant that might not be considered significant, but you'll probably remember it. We won away at Rugby Park on a Wednesday night. Uh, I think we won, it was either 2-0 or 2-1. And that was such a big uh, result because... I think in the season we 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 lost the league the year before we'd lost. We used to always lose at Rugby Park for some reason. It was like an absolute uh, bogey ground for us. And I remember there was those two players: was it Alex Burke and David Bagan? Like, right. the, and Those names are etched into my mind as people that like scored against Celtic and just caused us all ends of trouble. But we won away on a Wednesday night, and uh, I listened to the game on the radio. I don't think it was televised, and. Uh, I sounded like I'm a bit uh, of an alcoholic or something but I I remember that night getting very very drunk (laughs) and my friends had to take me home and put me into my bed and then I then decided to get out of my bed and go next door to the local pub where I worked and uh, remind all the locals of the fact that Celtic had won and were going to win the league and everything else and the next day I woke up and I was like oh my god I went into the they're fucking in last night. Why did I do that? (laughs) I was dreading going into my shift the next time I went to work because I was like, what did I say? And just one of the local Xander who's no longer with us, he came up to me and he grabbed me around the collar and he just went, I know you've had to put up with a lot of crap in here, but see if you ever do that again. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) So uh, yeah, that's that's a a very strong memory for me. But I just, uh, I, I, I guess... I guess, um, what, what would be your... Uh, you've obviously... your Celtic uh, players, well-known to everyone of, of our vintage and anyone that's been passed down. like How, how, does, it, how does it feel now when you're uh, a Celtic player and you're, rec- you're going to be recognised all the time because it's just a fact of life? So what, what is it like to be recognised and have conversations with Celtic fans probably all over the world? I mean, you're going to Austria skiing. I bet you any money someone stops you on that slope for a yeah. selfie <laughs> that's because Mark's going to wear his, his Celtic jersey skiing <laughs> so yeah, but it, that?
4: It, that it, it's just uh, shows you how big a club it is and it, it is true no matter where you go you get uh, recognized I, I, I've been to, to Glasgow quite a few times uh, uh, afterwards and and I've brought my, my family and my kids and and uh, I always tell them uh, you've got to be prepared that it's not like it's not like walking around in in Denmark it's they're really passionate and and, and you get known even though people who who'd never seen me play football they yeah. all they also know you and and, course, and yeah. I think they they really got surprised when when we were up there um, um, last time uh, 20 years after after we'd left there and 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 how uh, how much uh, recognition you get. And how passionate the fans are! I tell the, the 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 people in Denmark when when I sort of have to explain how big a club it is. Um, both me and Morten we've been up there twice, playing a, a, a testimonial and, and and so on. And and both times, I think the first time was against Motherwell. Uh, that was ten years after the ten in a row, and there was uh, sixty thousand people. And, and this was just watching. <laughs> old uh, players who couldn't run anymore, and then, then, uh, then we were up there uh, um, a, a few years ago as well, playing another uh, testimonial, another sixty thousand people coming to watch us, and now we no one could walk anymore uh, and and run anymore, and and that's just just tells you how big. I don't think anywhere in the world you could you could get that that sort of uh, uh, attention. Uh, and the and, uh, attendance for, for a game uh, between the old, old men uh, running around who can't play football anymore. Uh, and it just shows you how passionate uh, the, 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 the people in Glasgow and, and, and the Celtic fans in general are. Uh, and it's just a big, big privilege and a pleasure to have been part of
1: that. You so, didn't. You didn't sign a three-year deal. You signed a lifetime deal, mate. That's yeah, you happened.
4: do. You do. Yeah,
3: yeah. What about yourself, Martin? I mean, the legacy of the teams that you played with, the successes that you had—is it something that uh, revisits you time and time again?
5: Definitely, uh, it stays with you for for the rest of your life. And I have to say, I feel immensely immensely proud of having played for Celtic, represented um, the club, and um, so many fans, passionate fans uh, like Mark says. Um, it means so much uh, to a lot of people. I have to say, it's the best time of my playing career, and I I was I was at Celtic for six and a half years. And I often think, I quite honestly, I I I, um, I would have liked to have stayed for my whole playing career at at Celtic. Um, it was a great time, great memories, great teammates, fantastic players, and a, a massive massive support. Um, so it's 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 such a big thing, and I, I, I actually think it gets bigger as you grow older. Uh, and that's a nice thing. Um, so I can't wait to, to go back on, on May 12th to to hopefully have a, a great night to remember. And, and, you know, hopefully a lot of fans will come along. Uh, I certainly look forward to seeing uh, the boys, the, the uh, guys like John Clark and, you know, people uh, connected with the club. It's always such a pleasure going back. It almost feels like going home uh, when I, I touch down in Glasgow. So um, I can't wait.
3: Ah, lovely to hear, honestly JP and I are so appreciative as will all the uh, viewers be that you've given us your time this afternoon gents and uh, we do look forward to seeing you again in May, enjoy the game at the weekend, Mark enjoy the slopes in Austria as well and uh, hopefully we'll see you again, take care lads Take care,
5: thanks
3: guys JP, that was outstanding, I loved every <laughs> single minute of that, it was uh, superb, absolute, I mean... absolute gentlemen weren't they?
1: Absolutely! Oh, brilliant! Just I so easy to talk to, and I mean, you, we could have easily done another hour there. I didn't even mention uh, Morton v. Costa Rabona. I had that written down. There was a game. I remember six yes. 0 away to Aberdeen, and he mm-hmm. crossed with a Rabona for Reggie Winker. I was, I was there. It was, it was just that was amazing. Absolutely! Football. Ian Wright did his daft celebration when he jumped into the ground as well, and he just his head in the ground. Um, no it was
3: brilliant. It's brilliant memories and it is frightening that it's been 25 years since that title win. GP it's so vivid in the in the memory. Um but we are making new memories all the time and Sunday it's the big one. You say you got you managed to get a ticket?
1: Yeah, I got one in the in the second ballot from cuz obviously on the home cup ticket scheme and I was delighted to log log into my account and see that I was able to purchase a ticket and I did it within seconds. Uh, And and I met uh, Nick Wood, who runs the Heriot Watt uh, Celtic Supporters Club through in Edinburgh. I met him outside the ground on Saturday and told him I'd got a ticket in the second ballot. And he went, you're so jammy, because apparently it was like hundreds in the second ballot as opposed to thousands. Mm -hmm. So I just, I guess my number came up and I I got a ticket. So I'm I'm grateful for that, but... I, I I couldn't even contemplate the idea of watching it on the TV somewhere because just not even it's
3: not on the slope, not even on the slopes of Austria. Well, maybe, maybe on the
1: slopes of the Big Mark Reaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, the equivalent of the, the clubhouse. Yeah, I, I can I, imagine that. I mean, I, I, if you're going to give me an ideal one of an ideal scenario, I think that's up there, you know, because I've been itching to get away snowboarding somewhere and very envious of uh, the bold Mark Reaper away snowboarding or skiing this weekend.
3: See, the thing with these guys, uh, you've, you've been busy the last couple of weeks with your job, uh, JP, but you know we had Simon Donnelly and Paul Lambert coming in, and then Jackie McNamara last week, and then Morton and, and Mark this week, and I'm looking at them thinking, you know, they've probably got about 10 years on us, um, and I'm thinking, well, you know what? You know, if I, I'm looking like these guys as fit as these guys in 10 years, I'll be happy. I mean, they look Amazing. tremendous.
1: Yeah. Scandinavian, Scandinavians, they just don't age. It's weird. Um, but I know they're Really, really great to talk to them. And uh, I, I do wonder if I just uh, revealed that. I wonder if Mark Reaper knew that Henry could put him in his top 11 of players that he'd played with. I don't know if he knew or not, but That's he probably cool. did. But even still, it was nice to, if anybody else didn't know that, it was it was pretty cool. Because I was watching, it just came up in the search bar in and, and YouTube and I clicked it and I thought, he put Mark Reaper in his top 11 and I watched the the full five minutes and then he was just like, yeah, centre half alongside uh, Ronald Koeman. It's just high praise, indeed, isn't it? What lineup? What a lineup!
3: By the way, ah,
1: Ronaldinho and Zlatan over him up front. Like that mm-hmm. just shows you how unbelievable a career Larson had uh, as a player. Just like the players that he played with. The night I saw him at Man United, he was. It was. I think he got subbed for either Rooney or Ronaldo. Like mm. so, <laughs> he, he played the greats at Man United as well. So
3: he did, and, and obviously we had to get the question on who was better, Henrik or Brian Loudrop? and Mark Reaper gave us the answer um, as well, which was yeah. you know expected.
1: I mean, cool. it's a small sample size for Brian Loudrop, really, isn't it? I mean, compared to Larson, can't really. I don't really think they're, they're comparable. I think what Larson did over his time, scoring European finals and. Our a final, rather. Um, I I mean, obviously, there's a hell of a lot of bias going on there (laughs) because I love the man.
3: (laughs) Well, of course. But, yeah, you've got to ask the guy that's played with two of them. So I'm going to take his word for it, JP. Um, Today was a fantastic day. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Tomorrow, we've got Tom Boyd live at Gracie's followed by Martin O'Neill at Barazat and Design on Saturday night then of course uh, the big one the League Cup final on Sunday and we'll be here to cover that game as well thanks everybody for continually supporting what Axlom is doing we are trying our best to give you the best content we can possibly produce um, if you don't want to miss any of that then subscribe to the channel you, you will be thrown into a prize draw where you might be able to see Mark and Morton and others at uh, the Armadillo on the 12th of May we're giving away tickets um, the other ones that we've been giving away haven't been claimed yet so you know we might have to put them back up again which is only fair jp got to thank everybody for getting involved and thank you once again on the return of jp mason for your time on a celtic state of night